just a few moments before I came over here for Mass, I was listening to the news and I found a very interesting story. It turns out that a very prominent personage in Rome, at a, a very important and prominent place in Rome, certainly a member, a very high member of the people who should really know better club, led Catholic children in the following chant. Nature is our future. Nature is our future. My philosophy professor, Red Penn, immediately came out. Philosophia, the love of wisdom. I couldn't help but ask, would it be wise for a prominent Catholic person in a prominent Catholic place to lead Catholic children in the chant, nature is our future? Nature is where we spend our time until we are out of time. But it is not right to say nature is our future. So I'll ask again, is it wise for a prominent member of the Catholic people who should know better club to lead children in that chant, nature is our future? Well, it depends, I suppose, on how you understand the word wisdom. If you go to Summa Contra Gentiles, as Thomas Aquinas, book one, in the introduction, he talks about the office of the wise man, the work of the wise man. One function of the wise man is to tell the truth. The second function of the wise man is to refute error. But the most important function of the wise man is to guide things to their proper ends, a place for everything and everything in its place. So I ask the question again, is it wise for a prominent Catholic adult to lead Catholic children in a Catholic place in the chant, nature is our future? Before we answer that, let's go to the parable of the 10 bridesmaids. What is really the difference between the five wise bridesmaids and the five foolish? Well, they both believed that the king would return, they both showed up, but only one set was prepared to give the king what he required. Only one group was prepared to give the king what he demanded in advance. It's not as if one group showed up with lamps and oil and the other showed up with peanut butter sandwiches. They knew what the king had commanded. They didn't know the day or the hour, but they were ready. What does Christ the king require of us? What is the oil for the lamp he demands us to have? I get a lot of looking among the fathers regarding this parable. It's fascinating stuff. But uh, Augustine and Chrysostom, they, they all agree that the oil of the lamps of the wise is obedience. It's accumulated virtue. It's a readiness to jump up and say, here I am, Lord, send me. Command me, Lord, I am here to do your will. It's not enough to believe. 
And it's not enough to just show up on our own terms and expect, or worse, demand a happy ending. We must believe and show up and gather up in obedience, in trusting obedience, to be able to serve the king in the way he deserves, expects, and commands. So what then is the office of the wise? Children born into the world don't know about Christ the King. They have to be taught. They have to be taught that it's not just enough to show up at church sometimes or eventually and leave early and dress as if we're going to play soccer, to pick an oddly specific example. It's not enough to do that. It's not enough to have them to receive the sacrament of confirmation and kind of keep her fingers crossed that they might come back to church again someday now that they're grown up at the ripe old age of 13 and they can make decisions for themselves. No. 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 The office of the wise man is to guide to proper ends, to completion and to fulfillment. If we run out of time and into eternity, not ready to offer the worship, the due, that is the right claim of Christ our King, then we will have failed to attain our end. We will not have completed our appointed rounds. And that's not only a catastrophic failure for the individual, who, of course, has his own free will and his own responsibility. It is also a terrible, terrible occasion of failure for those who were meant to guide the young hearts and minds into maturity, into a preparedness, a readiness to meet the king whenever he comes and to give him what is his due. I find myself in very, very great sorrow these days. There seems to be not a lot of wisdom going around. I look around and I say, who would I trust to guide young souls to heaven? Who would I be confident would have the spiritual maturity to help youngsters become spiritually mature? after a generation of two of at most checking the boxes, we find ourselves in a state of terrible poverty. We have impeded ourselves from the very ability to do what we ought, to become wise in the sight of God. So before we have some explaining to do, I think we have some repenting to do, we have some reparation to do, we have a whole lot of confession to do, and then we need to get to work. Say in Latin, nemo dat non abet, no one gives what he does not have. If we're not raising our children to be Catholic adults, it's probably because we're not spiritually mature ourselves. 
So let's spend some time in this evening and in an examination of conscience and say, Lord, in your mercy, whatever I lack, whatever I must give but I am unable to give now, please bestow upon me by whatever means necessary so that I can teach our children that it is not only fatuous to say nature is our future, it is anti-Catholic and anti-Christ to say nature is our future. Little Flower said this world, it's our ship, it's our passage, it is not our home, it cannot be our home, surely a good provident God made for the children he loves something better than this. Let's intercede especially for all those who know better, but who apparently don't. There is no lack of need for mercy. And I am a sinner. Please do also pray for me. In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost.